0: All of Us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show, from Gold. At the age of just 20, Ebony Salmon is already in the England International, was a rising star in the Women's Super League, and is now scoring plenty of goals in the NWSL for Racing Louisville. On today's episode of All of Us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show, we talk to the Lioness player about life stateside. Her ambitions for her career moving forward, and learning her craft off the likes of Nadia Nadim. Welcome to the show. My name is Seth Ritalny and joining me as ever is Goals Women's Soccer Correspondent Amy Ruskai. Amy, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm doing well and we had a really good chat with Ebony. We went through her career so far, her decision to move to the U.S., what kind of care packages she may or may not be getting here in the U.S. from back home. And I think that we we covered a lot of interesting ground with her, for sure. Just to do a quick rundown on Ebony, uh, she came up in England with Manchester United, but left the club as a teenager. Uh, Eventually, she made her mark with Bristol City in the Women's Super League. Uh, She became kind of their go-to goal scorer at a really young age. She was unable to prevent Bristol City from being relegated from the women's super league so she kind of had a decision to make after that and i think a player at her point in her career as a young up-and-coming english striker who had proven that she could score goals in the women's super league would probably look to join a bigger english club but she made a, a really interesting and unique decision by moving to Racing Louisville in the NWSL, uh, a brand new expansion team moving across the ocean, moving to a new league, to a new country, all at the age of 19. And so there were, there were really a lot of questions about whether Ebony made the right decision, whether she could translate her game to a new league, But within 74 seconds of her debut, she went a long way to answering some of those questions by by scoring a goal right off the bench against the Houston Dash. and She went on to become one of Racing Louisville's top goal scorers in her first half season in the league. Ebony also is an England international. She made her, her full debut this year, and she will be trying to make the Lioness squad for the home Euros next summer, so plenty more to come from her in her first full season in the NWSL next year, and as she pushes forward with the England national team. So let's bring Ebony into the show now and chat with one of the rising young stars of uh, English soccer. Ebony, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to you.
0: So let's get started with your first few months in the U.S. Um, You joined Racing Louisville in May, you made your debut in June, and now the season has just finished. So, you know, looking back on your your first few months in the U.S., your first few months in NWSL. You know, how do you reflect on your early time here um, in the U.S.? It's definitely gone a
1: lot quicker than I thought it would, but it's also definitely a move that I'm glad I made. I think for me, obviously, a lot's gone on this season and everyone knows that. But I think just talking about the football side, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed being around the group of girls that we've got here. I think the club, Racing set it's set really good foundations. For women's football and I think it's allowed it's allowing us as a club to kind of be on the journey and get to where we want to be so I think for me it's definitely it was definitely the right choice for me to come here and yeah it's gone quite quick but I've really enjoyed it.
2: You've you've kind of lived away from home since you were like 17 when you left um, Villa but what's been the experience of living not just a few hours away in the car but living you know a few thousand miles away a couple of flights away in another country another continent like have you found it
1: yeah like you said I obviously haven't lived at home since I was 17 so I was kind of used to not being around my family all that often but like you said living halfway across the world is quite different but like I said, the the, the, group, the group of girls we've got here is really good and they've made like the transition so much easier for me. I've settled in so well and I've felt so comfortable around everyone here. And yeah, for me, like I said, I've said this in a few interviews before that this is a move that I think if I didn't make it when I did, I don't think I'd ever made it. So I think I'm really I'm really happy that I did make it when I did because I think it's been good for me and I think it's gonna carry on being good for me in my career.
0: Yeah, and you have uh, Bonner there, another English player um, who came over around a a similar time and trying to adjust to some of the same things that you are uh, trying to adjust to. Uh, How how much has it helped having her there with you kind of uh, on this journey kind of together?
1: Yeah, so I didn't really know Gemma before we came out here. I'd obviously played against her at times, but I didn't really know her all that well. Uh, When we both realised we were both signing for the same club, we kind of spoke a lot more whilst we were still in England waiting for our visas, waiting to be able to get over here. And um, yeah, it's been good having someone else kind of coming from the same environment as me over to here. But I think... It's kind of made it easier for both of us, the fact that this was a brand new team and kind of everyone was brand new. No one really knew each other. So it wasn't just me and Gemma coming into a group of 20 plus girls who all knew each other. Obviously, they had been here longer than us, but it hadn't been that long to say that every single player here was brand new and not many of them really knew each other. So I think it made it a lot easier for everyone that everyone was new and everyone was in the same boat.
2: I remember when um, when I was younger and a lot of my friends would, would finish high school here and, and they would go to college in America and all their mums would send them like little packages. You'd get little biscuits shipped out to America that you couldn't get out there from England. And um, I remember speaking to Nick Cushing um the former man city manager who's now at new york and he said he's been like finding english shops and going out for for sunday roasts and stuff since moving there is there anything you really miss about england or anything you found in the states that kind of reminds you about home or been getting anything sent over by family
1: i think i miss i definitely miss some of the food like the food over here is good but there's some stuff that you obviously can't get i think there are like certain shops where you can get like british food from but you can't get everything it's just certain things um i've obviously been back to england a couple of times now being on camp so i've been able to get some of that stuff that i haven't actually been able to get over here which has been good and i haven't had anything shipped over from my family yet but maybe that will change next year
2: what have you been picking up when you've been going home
1: not really picking things up just in general kind of like being on camp, the food you get to eat on camp is just so different to the food over here. And I think like you don't realize how much you miss it until you actually have it again.
0: How did you first find out um about interest from the NWSL, about interest from racing Louisville? And what was your reaction when you when you heard about the interest? Were you immediately like, yeah, that's that's something that I think I want to try out or was it something that you sort of had to come around to after thinking about it for a while
1: actually it was the complete opposite when my agent first mentioned america to me it was a hard no i was no i'm not going and then it kind of came up again a couple of times in conversations after that and i kind of started thinking about it more and thinking maybe it would be a good idea and then obviously due to the seasons running differently so here it's like january to december and over there it's september to may june I kind of had to make a decision on where I wanted to go a lot earlier than I thought I would, because I ended up having to make a decision in like January instead of May. So I think for me, I think for me, that might have been a good thing, because I think if I'd have had too much time, maybe I would have overthought it. and Maybe I wouldn't have made the decision I made. But. Yeah, I kind of warmed to the fact the more I spoke with racing, the more I spoke to my agent, the more I spoke to my family about the opportunities and kind of what this would do to me and how much this would help me in my career. But at the start, it wasn't there. But now I'm here.
0: Why Why was it a, a hard no right away?
1: I don't know. I just think for me, all I would ever really thought about was playing in the WSL and playing in England. And I knew that I could play in the WSL. So for me, it was kind of like, I could be in the WSL. Why would I not?
2: I guess as well, like, Luva were, were kind of brand new at the time. What what did you know about them? What kind of vibe did you get from speaking to them? And, and what made you want to go there, even though there wasn't really much? It wasn't like you could look at them and they'd be like, oh, we've won the league three years in a row or anything. What was it that, that appealed to you when, when you started those conversations?
1: Yeah, like you said, there was nothing for me to really look back at. But then I think that is kind of, that was kind of also one of the reasons why I decided to come here, because for me... One of the main things I wanted to focus on with with whatever move I made was to make sure that I was putting myself in a position where I'd be able to fight for minutes and be able to play week and week out if I was playing well and doing what I needed to do and For me, this being a brand new team there were gonna be there was gonna be no favorites there was gonna be no one who'd kind of cemented a place in the team already so for me, it was a level playing field for all of us who are here now. To kind of prove ourselves and fight for minutes and as much as there was nothing to look back at on the club I think speaking to racing they put themselves across really well the foundations that they had set obviously like the new training ground they were building at the time and just the ambitions they had they kind of match mine and I think again I think a lot of clubs can do that and not actually and it not actually happen when you when you're there but i think for me that's one thing racing have definitely come through with everything they said was going to happen has happened and the ambitions they said they have that they've stuck to those so that's been really good for me
0: i'm wondering if you knew anything about louisville the city before racing louisville's interest materialized you know there's Certain American cities that everybody all over the world knows, New York and LA and Miami, et cetera, et cetera. Louisville probably isn't in that category, although it's a, a fairly decent sized city. So did you know anything about Louisville the city? Had you heard of it when you first heard of Racing Louisville's interest? No, I literally hadn't
1: heard of it. I'd heard of <laughs> I've heard, I'd heard of the state, Kentucky, but I didn't have a clue what Louisville was, where Louisville was what was there, anything.
0: And and when you learned about it, you know, what were some of the, the first things that you, you found out? To be honest, I can't
1: say I really looked into Louisville that much before I came here. Obviously, I was still in season at Bristol. I still had a season to focus on. We were in a relegation battle. We were trying our hardest to kind of do everything we could to stay up. So I think for me, I kind of signed with Louisville, but then it was kind of pushed to the side because I was still in season and I still had a season to finish. And then... Kind of when that season finished, everything happened so quickly with kind of me packing all my stuff, going home, sorting my visa out and then flying out. So I didn't really have much time to kind of look into the city and what was here, what wasn't here and kind of what it was.
0: Yeah, so it was it was kind of a, a leap of faith in that sense. And and now that you've been there a few months, you know, what what's been your impressions of living there? it's definitely a nice
1: place to live I think like it's not too busy which I think typically when people think of America they think loads of people like busy it's not that but I think it's definitely a good place to live and like we're in a really good spot like where we live where everything is so close to each other everything like not nothing's more than 20 minutes away so I think having all that obviously moving to a new country a new place is kind of hard because you don't know where anything is you don't know what anything is but living here has kind of made that a lot easier because everything is so easy to get to and everything you need is in such close distance to where where you are
2: and stylistically in terms of the actual league and, and the football what have you noticed have been the the biggest difference from the WSL and the things you've had to adapt to the most
1: i think for me like the end result is a lot more direct a lot more transitional a lot more physical whereas i think the WSL is a lot more technical lot more of a technical game but I think for me it was more about like direct and transitional and like fast is kind of my type of game but I think also then being around players and playing against teams who when you're doing that week in week out is definitely something that you have to get used to because that's not something that you would face all the time in the WSL.
0: Are there certain elements of your game that you've noticed even after a few months have improved or changed just adjusting from uh the WSL to the to the NWSL
1: yeah I definitely think there has been again for me like this has felt like the quickest few months of my life like everything has happened so quickly and since I've been here like since June it's gone so quickly up until now and I think I've obviously been able to improve on things in training, and I've been able to bring those things out in games, but I think for me the I obviously came halfway through the season, so the four or five months I've been here have been more about me kind of getting used to the style of play, getting used to the players I'm playing with settling into the league, and I think next season will really be the season for me to kind of push on, improve on the things I know I need to improve on, and yeah become a lot better player and just do the things that people have seen I can do more consistently week in, week out.
2: I guess one thing about the league as well is that the culture is a lot different to a lot of leagues. You know, players in the NWSL kind of stand up for each other. They're very outspoken. Um, and I guess since you've been there, there's been quite a few moments of solidarity already um, do you know, either with the, the response to the sexual abuse allegations that have come out or do you know, the 9am kickoff for the championship game. What's that been like to adapt into a culture where, do you know, the personalities, I guess, are a lot more like, I mean, from a British kind of stereotype, you see Americans as a lot more outgoing than, than maybe British people. What's that been like?
1: Yeah, I think it's nice for me to see that kind of everyone can be together in those moments, especially that like no matter what club you play for, no matter where you come from, where you you might end up, like everyone's going to come together. And I think, especially for women's football, that's a huge thing, not just over here, but I think it it sends a message across to any leagues in women's football that women's football is on the up and it's on the rise, but it doesn't mean that like those problems, those issues don't need to be spoken about because I think those are the issues that could potentially like ruin ruin women's football. So I think for me, the fact that everyone will stand up for each other, to get those issues sorted and to get those issues fixed. And I think like we've shown this year that the amount we come together, it's not just us coming together and saying something and nothing's been, nothing's happened because of it. Because I think the amount we've come together this year and the responses we've got from that shows that we are kind of getting somewhere, getting closer to where we want to be.
0: Yeah. And your, your own team was affected by some of these issues this year when you know, midway through the season, your coach, Christy Hawley, was fired for cause. Um, we still don't exactly know what happened. Uh, some of your teammates have said that when the time is right, uh, we'll, we'll learn a little bit more. But, you know, how how did that disrupt your season and, and, and how do you think your team responded to to losing your coach midway through the season in that fashion?
1: I think for me and for the team, it was obviously tough. I think no one really ever expects to lose their coach in the first season as a team because I think that's not something that genuinely happens. Like, it was the right thing for him to go and I think it wasn't, it wasn't easy for us as a team, but I think together we dealt with it well. We pushed on from it well. We responded well. We got incredible support from the club and everyone higher up at the club to kind of give us everything we needed to move on from that. And kind of not forget about it because people are going to deal with things in their own way. But I think just making sure we had everything possible that we could have needed to kind of focus on football, to carry on pushing in the league. And I think obviously we didn't end up where we wanted to end up this season as in position. We didn't make playoffs, but I think we've come through a lot as a team, which is going to stand us in good stead for future next season and following seasons after that. And I think also... The club has shown, not just to us, but to the whole league, that they are, they are supporting their players well. They're doing everything right, and they are kind of setting a standard for women's football that I think other clubs will now follow on from. All
0: of us, the US Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Get the latest news and views on the US Women's National Team and the NWSL on Goal. All of us, the US Women's Soccer Show from Goal more u.s women's soccer news and opinion on goal
2: there are some some really good players in in this squad um obviously for for you as a, a young striker before nadia nadim kind of got her injury what was it like to kind of play and train with a striker that's you know done so much in her career and has so much experience what was that like for you as, as somebody who's still really young and, and trying to learn
1: yeah like you said Nadia's got so much experience she's been she's played at a lot of really good clubs with really good players and I think for me obviously having Nadia alongside me learning from Nadia and just being able to play with her at times watching her play at times I think for me I learned a lot from Nadia even in the short amount of time she was here before she got injured and obviously next season I'm hoping to learn a lot more from her too because like you said she's got a lot of experience and she's she's had a really good career so far she's obviously got years left in her career but so far what she's achieved is so good and to be along to be to be able to play alongside someone who's done all that is really is really really amazing.
0: Take us back to your debut because as a young player in a new league you're coming on and I'm sure you're just hoping that you can adjust as quickly as possible and and, and do everything you can to help your team win but you probably didn't imagine scoring 74 seconds in and, and not just scoring a tap in either just a really well-taken goal. Um, Could you have imagined anything like that happening and, and, you know, take us through just that, that debut and, and how you, you managed to, to score that goal so quickly.
1: Everything felt like it happened so quickly, not just on the day of my debut, but since I'd been here, it felt like I was making my debut after one or two days of being here. Um, I think, obviously, for me as a striker, what I want to be doing is scoring goals. So, I think I go into every game pushing myself, pressuring myself to score, wanting to score, wanting to assist. And I think that game, obviously, it was 0-0 when I came in. And I think for me, like, I'd seen, I'd been on the bench, I'd been watching the game, I'd seen the spaces that were available, I'd seen the chances that we were creating. And obviously, we weren't finishing those chances, but we were creating a lot of chances. I think for me in my head, it was kind of just like if you get one of those chances, you have to finish it. And obviously it happened so quick. I didn't expect to be in the position I was in after being on the pitch for such a little time. But I think when I got myself into that position, I knew I had to take that opportunity. And when I obviously I worked my way through to, on to, towards goal, facing goal, I was 1v1 with the keeper and... That's kind of the stuff I work on day in day out in training. So for me like I i had done the hard work to get into the position I was in and then it was just about finishing it off and I managed to do that.
2: You've spoken before about when you left Man United that people, you know, maybe were questioning if you could score goals in in the WSL. You know, you talked about feeling you proved you could do that at Bristol, obviously scoring a winner against Man United especially. Um how does it feel to, you know, now you've not just shown you can score goals in the WSL, you're showing that you can score goals in another league, in another country, a top league, one of the best in the world, like, do you know, how do you, how does that make you feel to, to kind of think, like, look back on that and think where you are now?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it, it makes me kind of, like, I'm proud of myself that I've been able to do what I've done after being released from Man United, and I think for me, one thing I always say is never give up, and I think, after what happened with me at Man United, I could have easily given up and I could have listened to the people who were telling me I wasn't good enough and that I wasn't good enough to play in the top league and do what I wanted to do. But I think there was kind of one person telling me that and a group of people telling me the opposite. So I think for me, just to, to have that support from everyone to kind of help me push on, get to where I need to be, go to Bristol, do what I did at Bristol and then get me to move here kind of was worth it to prove that one person wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, do you doubt that you could... You know, when somebody's saying that to you, do you doubt yourself or, you know, do you always know do you have what it takes? You have to have that confidence.
1: I always knew I was good enough, but any any player having someone tell you that you're not is always going to make you have some doubts. Like, for me, it was just getting through those doubts, pushing past those doubts and kind of moving on from it. And I think I was able to do that quite well and quite quickly. And that's like that's down to the support that I got from other people. But, yeah, I think you're always going to believe in yourself. But when there's people who, and it's kind of people whose opinions matter when people say that it's always going to make you doubt something
0: towards the end of your last season at Bristol, uh, you got your first England call up. You made your debut at, you know, pretty young age. Do you remember finding out that you got that call up and, and, and what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, I was at training one day at Bristol actually, and we just finished training. I was about to go into the gym and my manager at the time Matt Beard he just called me upstairs into his office and he was on the phone to the England manager at the time and I didn't really know what was going on because I was literally just at training about to go and do my gym and she spoke to me and she said that she wanted to call me into camp and she said that she's been watching me and she thinks that I'm kind of ready and I deserve this opportunity based on like recent performances and at the time like it was a shock to me because I wasn't expecting it. But then I think like after speaking to people, they told me I deserved it. And I think looking back, I did deserve that call up. And for me, like you said, I made my debut at such a young age, which kind of I never expected to make my debut at that young age. And for me, that just gave me kind of like more hunger um to push on, to improve, to keep playing well, to kind of keep putting put myself into those positions to be able to get called up.
2: And more recently you you've been part of this under twenty three squad which Serena Viegman has sort of revived um what's that experience been like, and what's the dialogue been like between you and and I guess the people at the seniors to to know what you need to do to to make that step?
1: Yeah, I think for me having the twenty threes come back is like a really positive thing so it's for, like for me if i'm not getting the calls up the call up to the senior team, I'm still getting international football and I'm still involved in kind of the environment. And yeah, I think there's quite good communication between Serena and Mo, who's the 23 coach at the moment. Between kind of like what Serena's looking for, what she wants to see from me and like other players in that squad, what she's looking for to be part of her squad. And I think like we were training down at St George's Park at last camp, and Serena came over and spoke to the team just to tell her kind, tell us kind of that she is interested in us. She is watching all of us and. She wants to kind of be in that position where she has to make decisions that she doesn't want to make, like those hard decisions where who am I choosing? I think for us, it's kind of a breath of fresh air to hear it, that you kind of are in contention, even though you're only with the 23s. And I think there's obviously a lot of international tournaments coming up. So I think for all of us to hear that, it just gives us all kind of the hunger to push on at club and internationally to kind of be a part of that.
0: And you have the the home Euros, of course, uh, coming up next summer um you know how much of a target is that for you to be to be involved in a in a competition like that at home
1: yeah definitely and I think like I said now I've had a taste of it I definitely want to be there but I think for me like I've always said this I'm going to focus on football at club I'm going to focus on doing things consistently week and week out here working on the things I need to work on in training and if i do all that and i do all of it right and i do it well then hopefully those international call ups will take care of themselves
0: and 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 what do the next few months look like for you are you planning on on staying in louisville are you going to go back to england are you going to be training uh, what what are the next what what's the off season look like for you
1: um so i'm in louisville at the moment i'm going to be going back to england within the next couple of weeks I think for me, it's just, and I've spoken to James O'Connor and Mario about this, for me, it's just about getting the balance right, because obviously I want to carry on training. There's a, a 23s camp and a senior camp coming up in the middle of November, which I'm hoping to be a part of one of those camps. So I want to keep on training for that. But then also, I've obviously came straight from season to season. So I've been playing for 16 months straight now. So for me, there's also at some point I'm going to have to have a break and take have a rest before coming back here in late January, start of February to start again here, a whole new season. All
0: right, before we get you out of here, we have just a few quick fire questions here. So no need to elaborate too much or think too much. Uh, we're just going to fire these questions to you and uh, just tell us the first thing that, that comes to mind. Let's start with the best player that you have played with
1: oh god that's tough um alex greenwood
0: toughest player that you have played against
1: ericsson from chelsea
0: favorite goal that you have scored
1: (laughs) i'm still gonna have to say my goal against man united but the goal against houston is definitely up there
0: favorite game
1: i'll say the most recent orlando game when we won 3-1
0: and finally, what is the one thing that you are most proud of from your football career thus far?
1: I'd definitely say make my England debut. Yeah, get my first England call up and make my England debut.
0: Ebony Salmon, you're off the hot seat. Thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, good luck moving forward. Thank you. All right, that was Ebony Salmon. And as you heard, proudest moment of her career so far, making her England debut she is looking ahead to the, the Euros next summer at home and hoping to make that roster. Uh Amy, where do you think she fits in right now with the the England striker position?
2: It's a weird one at the moment because Ellen White has has kind of been the go-to number nine for a long time. And then there's Beth England, who plays for Chelsea just behind her, who who kind of acts almost like a super sub, which she obviously doesn't want to do. She wants to try and nail it down. And then there's like, you know, all these other players that are kind of wrestling for a spot. Um, I think what's gonna be interesting with the Euros is is what happens with sort of the timing of Salmon's like season. Cause obviously she's now she deserves and she probably needs to have a break. Like she says, she's been playing football for like 16 months straight or something. Like you don't want to burn out and, you know, injure yourself at a young age when there's loads of Euros that you'll get to play in. Um but I think if she comes into the um starts the NWSL season next year in the sort of form that she's shown this year, then you can't ignore her. I think she offers something totally different to any other England striker, like the pace that she has and what she can do against teams that, you know, well, just different teams, different game plans. I think if she has a year this year, next year, like the same, then,
0: yeah, you can't ignore her. She's too good. Yeah, and definitely an interesting decision for her national team future heading over to the U.S., of course, England is still going to be keeping an eye on her we've seen that with Rachel Daly playing over here and and still being a big part of the picture but it, it, it is a risk to not be in England week in week out getting minutes against players that you're competing with for for spots on the England squad
2: yeah I think it's a good move for her though I do um and I think it's like a good move for her in terms of like just sort of moving abroad at a young age, it's like going to mature her so much and like the things that she'll learn there is, like I say, she's a totally different player to what England have already so I think it kind of hones in on that a little bit more and just continues to make her stronger in where she's really strong.
0: Yeah, she seemed to fit right in in Louisville even though she made the move quickly, she made her debut quickly, she hardly had much time to adjust to a new league and new teammates so You would imagine with a full offseason and a full preseason getting to know her team, she might reach even bigger heights next season. So that is definitely a player that we'll have to keep a close eye on as the uh, NWSL season starts in 2022. We will leave it there. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk with you all next week. All of us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show from Goal. Get the latest news and views on the U.S. Women's National Team and the NWSL on Goal.